What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? That was really nice. It was nice. It was more controlled than our last one, where we really lost our minds. Yeah. Just completely lost our minds. (laughs) I really do feel like, you know, we are moving into that time, as if we already weren't in that time, where we, like, completely, like, changed words around. And I really lived, I loved when we were texting, and it was like, can you do that thing? And you just wrote, has. And I was, I love... I love the idea of instead of yes, just being like has. I really has. I tried to write the word yas, but autocorrect doesn't know that. Autocorrect is like stop being gay. <laughs> <laughs> autocorrect is fully that old. Remember when you were walking down the street with a bunch of queens and like some older woman went, "You're not gonna get away with it." Oh yeah, because I was with the Chrislip brothers and Michael Hall, and. We were walking in the West Village and this old woman with a cart and like her night, her house, you know, dress came up to us and she was just like, you know, this neighborhood's really changed. And we were like, Uh oh yeah? Uh She was like, yeah, now she's full of faggots. And we were like, oh yeah, (laughs) super true. (laughs) Truly, like us included. And then um, we didn't say that, but then we just sort of kept, she just kept going about like black people and gay people. And we were like, Uh. oh boy. And at a certain point, she was like, you know, what, who are you guys? And Michael was like, oh, this is my partner, Matthew. She was like, your partner? You're not going to get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to get away with it. You're not going to get away with it. (laughs) <laughs> it's really oh man oh man little town oh boy you're not gonna get away with it you're not gonna get I away mean, with it uh, here it is it is it is valentine's day it is february 14th it's february 14th are you and kirsten gonna do anything for it possibly such as eat food oh okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat food. Um, and Jeremy and I will, you know, text or call. He's in the city and you're in the country. I am, oh God, girl. It is, it is a winter wonderland up here. Wow. Oh, wait, how did the whole getting there resolve? You took the train. So, no, I drove. How, I drove. How was it? Well, also, I mean, when... And in the sort of like slew of crazy weather, when because uh, Jeremy and I were so tired, we took a car back to Brooklyn, and I was debating whether or not to drive up. And I was on the phone with Parker, and the car driver overheard the whole thing. And as I got off the phone, he goes, "Do you have a four wheel drive?" And uh, I was like, "No." And I was like, "No." And he goes, "Do you have an SUV?" And I was like, "No." I mean, if I had an SUV, I'd, I'm sure that's a four wheel drive. And he was like. I don't know. How are you getting up there? And I was like, well, I generally take the Taconic. And he's like, the Taconic? Oh, God. Oh. And I... <laughs> he was basically know. like, you're not going to get away with it. <laughs> it was really like, you're not going to get away with it. And I... When I started are to, you like, still there? sweat. Like, I started to, like, panic and be like, is this a sign? <laughs> and then the next day I woke up and I was like, it's sunny. It's not freezing. I'm going to get in the car. Except I used Waze. And I generally try to use, I use Google Maps generally. I used Waze because I was like, let's just see what what this lady has to say on Waze about, you know, if there's anything going on. And man, oh man, did it take far too long because I, 
She gave me just some other alternate direction to maybe save seven minutes, and it added 30 minutes onto my trip. tell me about Waze. So Waze is an app. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this who's in a car has Waze. Waze is an app where people can interface with the phone, which seems totally dangerous, unless maybe you have one of those sticky things on your dashboard to stick your phone on, which I do not. So I don't pick up my phone when I'm in the car. I'm just like, gotta drive, can't stop. And you can tap on it if, like, you see a cop. So you can alert everyone that there's a cop in the area, like, that you've just passed a cop, or if there's construction. So it's kind of this, like, uh, app that allows people who are on the app to interface with anyone who's in also that general area. Wow. It's like the grinder of driving. That's crazy. (laughs) Also makes me feel like there's probably, like, murderers out there who are like, this is a great place to go murder tonight. Oh, do you think? There won't be any police officers in the area. Oh, I didn't think about that. What I've thought about is I was like, as if this information isn't being cataloged. Like, when people are tapping, there's a cop in the area, why isn't there just some sort of other app that, like, police can have that, like, lets them know that people are, you know what I mean? Mm. You know? Or, like, how can they, I don't know. It's a real... So I'm I'm ambiv on waves. Also, mm. when waves, yeah, it's called waves. Waves? I don't know. Waves. Waves. Waves, waves yeah, makes waves. sense because it gives you ways. It gives you ways to go. But I, she was like, go towards Long Island and then go upstate. And I made this wrong turn because she was like, go right. But she, I was like, okay. So I went right. But she meant like in a hundred feet mm. where it's like, you know, when New York starts to do that. And uh, I ended up in Queens. I had to make this left on some street named Jewel. It was or I it was a debacle. As well as when, you know, it's the same with like before a show where I'm like, oh my God, I have to pee. Oh. And then but there's only one gas station that I really love on the way here. And it's like ritual for me. And then you know, it I had to just wait an hour and a half. Why like, do you love a gas station? This one gas station. I just feel kind of, you know, romantic about it for some reason. Does it's, it is it is it like um a stone cottage? I feel there's a gas Nope. St- oh, okay. No, it is completely I know that stone cottage you're talking about, and I think that's just a stone cottage on a median. Oh, yeah. Taconic. <laughs> I don't think there's anything in it. This gas station is just in Fishkill. It's really just like a super regs gas station. And it's because I pulled off it on it one time and was like listening to Tori Amos and it just I'm an Aquarius so I like patterns I'm just mm. sort of like I like to do that thing mm. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna order Pad CU what? It's just at the gas you know, station? Oh no no no, no, no. okay just in okay. general like like can you I was imagine? like I understand why you go to this gas station I love this gas station they've got this incredible <laughs> Pad CU or sometimes I'm like I go for the macrobiotic lunchbox <laughs> <laughs> Suen, did I tell you? Suen is closed. I can't, I, you did. Can and you believe it? New York. Sad. What are you doing? I know. New York. What are you doing? While we were going to your apartment, so I could take a nap, I love your apartment. I'm, listeners, I love Reed's apartment. I continue it's to really... be, feel, I'm like riding the high of the fact that you guys um, enjoyed being in my apartment. 
Not only, I mean, and also when you were like, can I go over to like take a nap between everything I'm doing today? And you were like, yes, but I really wish I could pick up. And then we got in and it was like, couldn't be more fastidious. <laughs> it was literally like a place for everything, everything in its place. Not only that, but like the comforter had been like folded down and like just, you know, in just this way. And that's that literally when- what I do every day every day. It was incredible. (laughs) And I was like, well, I don't want to sleep on her sheets. I'm going to open the comforter and lay on top of it. And then at the end, Jeremy was like, flattening. I was like, I need to like fold it back the way it was. And he was like, you won't be able to do it. It's great as that. Just leave it. And It's so true. When people like try to make a bed the way that you make your bed, it's not possible. No, it's really, it's really not. And so it was so quiet in there. It faces the most lovely backyard. And as I said, it is like the perfect hideaway. It feels like you're just sort of isolated from the city, and yet you're in the middle of the city. Uh. It was, I loved it. I love the kitchen. I think the kitchen is so cute, the way you have it set up with the, you know, the metal island behind you to just like turn and make, and then you put it on the stove and it's ready to go. Did Did you use the kitchen? Did you get yourself a cup or anything? I had a glass of water. Wow. (laughs) Elaborate. Elaborate. I had a glass of water with, I'm sure, some different pills, some different herbs, you know, to calm myself down. I'm sure I was, like, taking some, like, valerian root or something. Oh, my God. The Um, other day, Jacob Tidwell opened up his pill case to reveal, like, one million capsules of, like, flaxseed oil and then some very dark green pill. That was Jack Fervor. Like, I don't know, algae or something. Spirulina. Maybe. I'm and sure. They looked so beautiful that we mm. photographed them as like visual inspiration for some looks. Ah, <laughs> oh, Reed, can you please make a costume for me sometime that's like <laughs> pills. plastic that's filled with pills? <laughs> like that has just compartments of like pills in it, and I just pop them through the show. Oh my god. But also remember those stickers that were like plastic and filled with iridescent dark oil, and you could like Loved. Loved. Maybe one day we could do a costume like that, but just fill it with vitamin E. (laughs) And then, or neem oil, which is that sort of green Green. hue. So it looks kind of like toxic. Yeah. And I can like, you know, dab it on my face through the show. Amazing. Just like rub it on my elbows and then slide across the stage, really slip and slide costume. Uh. I mean, there is something to those sort of, you've seen those like weird nails where like people put stuff inside of the nails when they get acrylics. You oh, they're like, fingernail. I kept, I could not stop thinking about like the metal nails that you hammer <laughs> into walls and wood. You've seen those nails that are totally clear, <laughs> that, you know, are filled with glitter and whatnot. So if you take off a picture, you're like, ooh, look at that. Glamorous. No, you know, the acrylic, the saddest one that I saw, which I was like, that's awful, is it was nails filled with ants. What? Live ants. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these acrylics, I'm telling you, it's really too too much. At that point, it was like, no, no. I mean, fortunately, so many people had posted like, no, you can't do this. I'm sure they're still doing it. But was it hinged? Like, you could let the ants out or like... Mm -mm, No, they're in there. They live there. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it was like that. I think that kind of nail had already been made. And it was like, you get to remember that drag on RuPaul's Drag Race. It was like the finale. And I can't remember who it was, but her costume was to open up things that would have butterflies in it, but the butterflies were all oh, just yeah, dead. Oh, yeah, they just, like, weren't flying about. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they just sort of, like, landed on the ground, so like, sad. exhausted from being trapped in those things. Did I ever tell you about that show at Judson one Monday where these guys danced around wearing, like, nothing but, like, a, a bit of rope? So they were just basically no. fully naked, <laughs> and it was all very... Say when no you mas- say rope, do you mean, like, Suspiria rope or just, like, a rope tied around their chest? I mean more like the second. Okay. Yeah. And it was sort of like S&M fetishistic. There was some like dog feeling, like animal. It was weird. It was scary. Okay. Scary. Fun. It was ritualistic. Fun. And then at the end, I they, love they opened a box uh-huh. and um, a dove flew out into the <gasps> rafters of Judson and was so flipped out that it knocked itself out and landed in the the like no. light banks way way up high and everyone was shocked like the, a bird had just died before our eyes in the church oh. and then i looked over and Jillian Walsh and Maggie Cloud were hysterically laughing <laughs> <laughs> I, by the way, because we had just been talking about Maggie Cloud, I fully had a dream about Maggie Cloud last night. Wow. That I'm remembering. That was, what happened in it? I remember just being like, I think it's because you told me like her, her, it seems like her practice is starting up and going well. And so I saw her. No, I told you I think she's going to be an amazing and intuitive witch acupuncturist. I mean, uh, Hello. Absolutely. I don't even need to say yes to that because obvious. Mm. And it was something to, I can't, I can't remember, but the feeling was just of like real strength. And I just felt so good talking to her because I was like, oh, she's, she's doing it. She's, it's really. It's always a good dream when Maggie Cloud is in it. I mean, absolutely. Wow, wow, wow. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice. And then I, you know, yes. Oh, speaking of Jillian Walsh. Yes. I saw her at Sleeping Beauty last night. Was, oh, at City Ballet Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, she was at City Ballet Sleeping Beauty with Neil Medlin and and another person named Lauren. I think it was Lauren. Hmm. And um, they were at the ballet. And I said, Jillian, what are you doing here? She's like, I love coming to the ballet. And I said, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I says to myself, wow, wow, wow. I believe it. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe I I remember talking with Jillian about just actually our love of phrase work and uh yeah, yeah. I I love her. I'm excited to see what she I'm excited to see the next thing and we need to have her on. Jillian, if you're listening, we need to have you on. Oh and Maggie, God. if you're listening, we need to have you on. We and must. Neil Medlin, if you're listening, oh we need my. to have you on. Can you imagine Here I thought we'd reach the end but there are so many people. That, Wait, what did you say? You thought what? I thought we'd reached the end of. Oh of no, the, no! I no. have like a long list. Oh my La- god! I mean, it's it's Neil, Jillian, Maggie. Yeah, everybody, everyone we know. Wow, wow, wow! Every, everyone just trying to find you all and. Track I you talked down. to. This will be mysterious, but I talked to T S yesterday about doing Great. it on Monday, and he can. Are you Great. here Monday? Great. Yes. 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 Isn't it fun um, to do scheduling on the podcast? <laughs> it is. I'm sure everyone is like, oh, I'm just so excited to hear T.S. Eliot. <laughs> T.S. Oh, that game. So it'd be T.S. Eliot Gould. Fishbein. 
Elliot Fish. Fish. That's that's a really that you have to. That one's hard because Bine. Then I want to go to like Amanda Bynes. I can't. It's too early in the morning. It is. To kind it really. Of get when, away. when I when as soon as we said Elliot, I was I drew a blank. Yeah. Well, I was also thinking that's not his name, but who's the boy from Lord of the Rings? Elijah Wood. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. But doesn't he look... You know what movie I don't think Jeremy's seen is The Good Son. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You know what it looks like upstate? The Good Son. Oh, yeah. Does The Good Son take place upstate? I, I feel like so. it takes place somewhere further north where there's really intense cliffs. I need to find... Well, I mean, the Catskills could be cliffy, no? I don't know. I mean, no. that's how Macaulay reaches his untimely death. Or timely, yes. rather. His, I mean, his mother is holding on to him and Elijah Wood, and she has to make a decision. But at this point, she's pieced together, I think, that Macaulay Culkin also tried to kill her daughter by, like, throwing her into, like, the thin part of the ice, which I started to think about last week for some reason. I was, was you know, icy or something, and I was like, oh, God, the good son. Can you imagine that them shooting that movie? Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin shooting... A thriller about, you know, because there's this new version of The Good Son, I feel like, that's come out. It's like another movie where, like, a little boy's killing everybody. Have you seen the posters for it? Oh, it's called Prodigy or something? Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, there's also, that movie's happened so many times. Like, The Bad Seed, Village of the Damned, um, We Need to Talk About Kevin, you know. You know what movie was incredible that I somehow watched in, like, a fugue state on HBO Go? was this movie, it's a girl's name, and the poster is, like, her with a ribbon around her neck. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And the mom in it is, is some, is, like, an actress you'd want to watch. And it ends up, and, oh, my God, and um, I can't believe I'm, what is, his name is, I'm, it's the morning I'm about to teach, so, like, my mind is fully in my class. Um, It is. I can see it in my head, but I can't. I can't see him or her, but I you, know... It's that actor, and his name is... Keep going. He, Help me. He's Maggie Gyllenhaal's husband. Oh, yes. Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard is the dad. That's right. And the mom is... I can't... You know, this movie, it was it was terrible, but then you had these two people who were kind of amazing as the parents. The girl ends up, you know, the kind of turn by the end of the movie is the mom's called by a psychologist, and you find out that this young girl that they've adopted is actually this 36 year old like serial killer why does who she why does looks she, like no, a girl no, so then you have this whole scene where no. you see her taking off her makeup and her flippers and turning into Flipper. like this like what do you mean flipper flippers. like the stuff she's put on her teeth like some sort of tooth thing she's put on to look like child's teeth or something no it is no. one of the more incredible no. transformations. And um, then she goes downstairs and kills Peter Skarsgård. And she looks 36? Um, yeah, like in this like really, you know, bizarre way. It was... Is it Gal Gadot? Is she, is she the 36-year-old serial killer? Can you? Can you imagine? That's the only person I can imagine looking like the adult I, version of that little girl. It's someone girl. you've never heard. It's someone... No, well, it's... I think the little girl's been played by this actress through it. No, Jack, that oh. is a little girl. 
I I don't know. You'll have to see the movie and like look at the end credits. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't actually like. It. I mean, I I like got through the end and then I thought, wow. I kind of like zoned in and out until like the last fifteen minutes when the psychologist calls and is like, get out of the house. Wow. You know. Wow. wow, wow. But I can't. Yeah, I, I don't. I, someone will tell us what that. You know, it's called like Phoebe or something. Phoebe <gasps> Cates. Remember her? Oh, I love her. Wait. Oh no. I was like, we talked about her with our guest, but no, we talked about Jennifer Tilly. Which was so, by the way, with our guest, who are, you know, everyone who's read the description of this podcast knows who our guest is. When we talked with Isaac about Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon, I, I sent it to Isaac. That same day, Jennifer and Gina were hanging out. Because on, Gina just, like, posted Instagram? about it. Oh, okay. Gina, just, like... posted, Gina <laughs> just posted yesterday, like, with Jennifer... Being like, you know, Jack, them, that's so like, sad. That's so sad that you said that because it was, it's not like I saw them at, you know, French Roast. It's like I saw them on my Instagram. Oh, no, yeah, I didn't get to see them in New York. I believe that they are probably, I, I think, no, I think they're in Canada shooting something. Okay. You know, but it was, but I was like, look, they were together as we were talking about them. Ugh. But no, I didn't get to run into them and be like, oh my God. I mean, I don't know. I've never met Jennifer, but... You know what's depressing? Like, oh my God, Instagram. Gina, hi. Instagram is True. depressing. Oh my God. You you are correct. I mean, I'm, I've been pretty like... I don't know. I've just... I haven't had the energy to really deal with it. It's just... It's been... I, I don't know. It's... Why, and why do you think it's depressing now? We've had times of being like, oh, I'm engaged with Instagram and... Now it's sort of... No, I think it's very intuitive. Like, if I look at it, Mm -hmm. I I don't... It doesn't make me happier. I come away from it Hmm. sadder. I remember once you talking about, like, eating sugar and sort of, you know, almost immediately after being like, I don't feel great. Ugh, that happened to me last night. We ate peanut M&Ms at intermission. And then (laughs) during the second half of the show, I'm like, I'm unwell. I'm unwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just like I had no real food on my stomach, and then I was suddenly full of sugar. Yeah, and the, and then you know, surprise, you didn't you didn't feel so great. No. I like Instagram when it's a great way to engage around you know getting to see things or people's work. Justin Bond, another person we have to have on this show. I mean, those uh, uh, the I'll never get over that Madonna post that made me laugh and laugh and laugh and That's laugh. So, I can't even so tell good. you how many times so, I've watched thousands. that. Thousands. I'm going to watch it Absolutely. immediately after after this. I will. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know, it's 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 here. It's not here. It was. I just you know, it's. Uh, I, I don't. I've been more into connecting IRL, as the kids say. IRL. Wow. 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 Um, I. I. Uh, Russell and Sterling did the leads in Sleeping Beauty last night, and they were. Uh-huh terrific it was russell's first time which you had never known and um if if any of you see that show um it's confusing the the sets are an embarrassment the decor one might say but there's some beautiful costumes and um yeah it's a hard show to sit through despite the fact that it is the shortest sleeping beauty in history how long is it I think it really clocks in at around two hours with oh. the intermission. Yeah, because he just cuts huge okay. chunks away and um, removes the second intermission. So you're just sitting there endlessly. You just have to, like, watch it all happen. Yeah. You really yeah. do. You really do. I mean, 
I don't know. Ratmansky Sleeping Beauty is really, it's just really a fave for me. I know. It's the pinnacle of Sleeping Beauties. From choreography through design. It's really, uh, the the, the lilac drop down, you know. Oh, yeah. So gorgeous. Talk about Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about Valentine's Day. On my Valentine's Day, I'm going to teach all day. I'm going to teach all day. But then it's it's fun, because then I'm going to go over to Parker's and welcome her back from Vancouver. Oh wow! And that that'll be our that'll be our Valentine's. Are you going to have Day. the dining room table covered in um, those heart candies that say words? Maybe, maybe. I'm definitely. I'll make. I I, I doubt that I'll do that because then we'll just have to throw them all away. But um, or like maybe put them outside for deer to eat. No, no, no. I don't think that's don't right. Don't deer want that? I don't know that you're supposed to give sugar to woodland animals. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, what a deer. Deer like a salt lick, right? Ca- uh, horses, for sure. Horses, cows, maybe. Uh, maybe deer. I mean, cows. Wouldn't you, if you were in the woods, like, just only eating grasses, wouldn't you want to, like, lick a salt? Uh, yeah, spice it up a bit. Spice it up a bit. I'll definitely have a fire going. That's what'll, that's what'll be happening. Oh. Some fire, I'll make sure there's, like, some food, and, you know, traveling is, traveling is always, is always hard. Have Even a, just... Have a casserole. Just... Warm in the oven. Can you imagine? Well, I have to like buy it somewhere and heat it up. I couldn't imagine me making a casserole. Chicken pot pie. Do a chicken pot pie. Read hot. uh, I'll pick one up and put it in. Hot mush. Can you imagine me making one? It would literally the crust would just like be all. It'd just be a whole goo mess, sort of like flour with potatoes. I would love to see the film of you (laughs) making a chicken pot pie. Well, we should try it sometime and film it so that you can just laugh at it. Okay. So you can just, would you want to see me also make a crust for a chicken pot pie? Yeah, I'd love to watch that. I have never made a crust for anything. Wow. I, wow, I wow, haven't. Wow. How many crusts do you think you've made by this point in your life? Hundreds. Hundreds. Easily. Easily, easily hundreds. I think so. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe the reality is dozens, but I just don't, I don't know. It feels <laughs> like hundreds. I also feel like, do you feel like when you watch um, Bon Appetit or, you know, Chef's Table or, uh, you know, Great British Bake Off, do you also feel like just by watching those, you've kind of cooked and baked? Hmm. (laughs) Does it feel like osmosis for you? A little bit. Sort of watching it is, I don't know, it's a different experience, but I, I love them. I like them both. They're both kind of like soothing. Watching and yeah. doing, watching and doing. Claire uh, did something. Uh, she made a Ferrero Rocher the other day, a gourmet Ferrero. Wow! Rocher. Yeah. Wow! It was. She was proud of herself. It was. It went really well. That's amazing. That's am- and it like it turned out. Yeah, she nailed it. I hope you run into her in the subway again. You can ask her to be on the show. Oh my god. Well, ladies and gentlemen, other, you are in for a treat beyond. Truly, I mean... Beyond. You, you are about to hear someone we love so much, who's inspired us so much. Since I was a young teen. Since 1995. Yes. We have been... I, I, I remember watching Unzipped, and it changed my... I mean, it literally was like, I, 
I had already wanted to get to New York, but then I really was like, I have to get to New York. This is so, it feels so familiar to me, and yet I'm not there. And I, I mean, someone with extreme grace, charm, beauty, genius, so mm. funny, so kind. Um, and we had such a great time talking with, with Isaac Mizrahi, who we love. We love. Oh wait, let's start now. Let's okay, start now. This is it. This is it. How so are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm um I I I actually went to the gym this morning just to stretch a little bit. And I literally did this. Wait a minute, I did this and I was like, ah! I swear to God, like I think I don't know what I did to my rib cage. I in such a gentle way, and I still can't breathe properly. Sorry. No, I went to Manhattan Plaza Health Club because like, that's where I've been going for 30 years. Because there's that? this really good pool. It's on 43rd Street and 10th Avenue. It's oh, you so travel great. to the gym. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I do. It's I like do. where that actor housing That's right. Richard exactly. Moose apartment for is instance, there. For instance. Yeah. But also, they have an incredible pool, and that's why they I do. go. Yeah. They have this really, really amazing pool. What's your pool. swimming attire? A speedo, darling. What else? And a cap. Wear? And a cap and, and earplugs that are bright pink. Oh wow! Yeah. I love that. Made. They're like couture. They shoot no. your ears with something and they uh. pull them out and then they hard. They make wax molds and then they make your ear. It's I crazy. had that when I was little because I had my adenoids out and then they have to make you special earplugs so you can go swimming. Right. So yeah. that no water will go in there. That's right. Yeah. Did you take some ibuprofen? This morning, no, no. That'll but, be good. You can just have like a couple ibuprofen with lunch. And could I tell you what is absolutely magnificent and it rules my life? Please. Bicodin. Is this CBD gel, like yeah. the CBD ointment that you put on everything that hurts and it yeah. just literally goes away, the pain. Do you also, t- I'm also taking CBD. Yeah, but you have to be very careful about, about CBD because sometimes it's not the right CBD or it's too little or too much. But I have this one thing, it's like waxy and it smells gross, but it makes everything <laughs> feel so much better. I'll have to take, I'll have to take a photo. Because we've leave, taken others, that. we've taken, we used other creams, CBD right. creams, and they didn't work. They didn't have enough CBD or something. I don't know what you it You need was. a lot. I feel like you really need a lot. When Slather I, it on. Yeah, when I was dealing with uh, coming off my Lexapro and they were like, just use CBD oil. Right. Didn't work. <sighs> Hell no. Didn't. Kidding me? Let me tell yeah. you what didn't yeah, work. work. That didn't work. Yeah. Isaac, do you have a morning routine? Is there some kind of like routine to it all? Well, my morning routine changes because my days change, my mornings change. And you know, um, like it depends on where I am in the world. If I'm here, I, I do like to go to Manhattan Plaza Health Club for swimming. And I use the gym like a little bit, like I do kind of pussy little weights, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and um, that's what I do. And then I go to, I always eat breakfast out. I go to breakfast. I weirdly love to have breakfast in restaurants. Before or after the gym? Oh, after. after. Oh. Yeah. Is there a particular one you like? I like Cafe Clooney uh-huh. a lot for breakfast. Uh-huh. I like Elephant and Castle yes. a lot mm-hmm. for breakfast. I like um, Cook Shop for breakfast. I like Saint Ambrose. I mean, I literally go everywhere to different places. Do you do breakfast, breakfast dates or just on your own? Sometimes dates, but on my own, I'm 
And do you read the happy. paper? With I read coffee? the actual newspaper, which is yeah. so ridiculous of me, right? <laughs> I know, it's just so stupid. It's like, you know, when we were kids at the cafe floor, we would see like a lady with a mink coat and like a gardenia and a big hat with a veil and everything Heaven. going. Poor her, she's so crazy. I love her. That's what I want to be when I'm old. I really That's what I am. <laughs> Poor her, she's so crazy. I love her. I, I love her. Fear her. When exactly. I'm old. Exactly. That's really it. That is the arc. I deeply get that. I deeply get that. When I got that coat, I really was like, I've, I have become. Yeah, you are this I person. really became the woman who I wanted to become when I saw Sunset Boulevard <laughs> at nine. It's true. It's true. I was just, well, I just saw all about Eve again for like the, you know, the it was millionth on. time. And I, because I just turned 40 and Margot Channing is 40. 40. In that. 40. And I was like, here I Yes. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's oh, all arrived. Sure. I'll mix what I want. Bill is 32. He looks 32. Yes. Bill is 32. <laughs> I hate men. He looks, th- it's so good. It's a, everybody has a heart. He 32 10 years from now. He looked 32 10 years ago. So I, it is completely that. We rem- memorize these where things. Where were you on your 40th birthday? Well... What year would that have been? If I was born in 1961, when would that be? 61, 71, 81, 91, 2001. I'll tell you where I was. I was shuddering and sort of literally reeling from terror because it was right after 9-11. It was literally like... When is your birthday? October. October. October 14th. So it was like about a month after... after, um, And of course, I couldn't bring myself to celebrate after that time because it was such a weird time in New York... Remember. You remember, was, right? Yeah, I was here. It was really yeah. intense. Yeah. It was very, very intense. Yeah. So that's where I was. And the following year, I had like a party, like a quote-unquote party, which I hated. But right. The following right. year, I had like my 40th birthday party at Barbetta. Is it Barbetta? It's that restaurant on 46th Street with the crazy woodwork. and. No, like, I avoid that area. 46th Street? <clears throat> I also no, try to stay out of Midtown, unless, you know, <laughs> right. at, a kind, at kind of all costs. You're a Libra. I am. What's your rising? Virgo. What's your moon? Sagittarius. Completely. Right. The moon, well, the moon is how you work, and Sagittarius <laughs> right. is, I'm good at everything. That's right, baby. Sagittarius <laughs> is really, I'm a fire sign, and I'm totally. good at everything. Perfect. Because what are you? I'm an Aquarius, an Aquarius. but a Scorpio right. rising, oh, right. oh, so boy. I come off with a lot of... Right. Secrets and death. Right. Mm-hmm. And then my moon is in Aries. So I really... Wow. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's wow. how I've gotten that's anything nice done, thing. making queer performance art, dance, theater, what have you. <laughs> what are you, Reese? I'm a Sagittarius. Are you? She's oh, a yay. false oh, so she's so fun at parties. Am so. I? Yeah, yes. you are. Well, Reed's will really be like, let's have... I mean, Reed has proposed, even in the past year, let's have game night. Guitars. Let's have a game night. So we had like a game night for Reed's birthday. But you know, I've I've never, I don't drink. I never did. So I really never drank either. And recently, this is a weird story. I was at City Ballet doing fittings and I was backstage and this dancer, Peter Walker, who's I'm not close to. I was talking to Russell about how my eyes were so cold from being outside that I felt I couldn't see, like the lenses had changed shape or something. And Peter Walker looks at me, he goes, are you one of those people who abstain from everything? And I said, why are you asking me that? He said, because you're so strange that I feel the only way you could be that strange is if you'd never done drugs. Wow. <laughs> and you were like, wow. well, you're right, Peter. I was Peter. like, you're correct. <laughs> Wait a second. A few things. Can I just maybe, like, totally liberate you with two words? Yeah. Rosé spritzer. 
I'm not kidding because I literally could not drink anything for years. I was like allergic to every kind of alcohol and wine. What do you like, mean literally, allergic? I would get like, I'd start getting sick. Like I'd start to like sort of Blotchy. break down. Mm. No, because I love a scotch. I love a scotch. Yeah. I do. Um, but after a while, it's just like, no, I can't even do this. While I'm doing it, it's unpleasant. You know, like mm. even while I'm doing it, it became unpleasant. You know, my eyes, et cetera, would just get rimmy and I just felt sick and nauseated and I'd have to lie down like for <laughs> a few sips after a while, right? But then, I, so I gave it up for years. I didn't drink for years. Ask anyone who knows me, like not a sip of anything. And then all of a sudden, about like six or seven years ago, I had like a rosé spritzer, like as a joke. And it's great because you get like high, but you don't feel, and it's a lot of water that you're drinking. Because it's bubble like the, water it's and bubbly rose. water and rosé and ice. All and right. it's literally like a drop of rosé. And of course, Mark Morris refers to me as an alcoholic because I do that. <laughs> <but> <laughs> anyway. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you're such an alcoholic. Uh, with <laughs> your rosé really spritzer. <laughs> I know, with the really rosé spritzer. Good. Well, it's That's ironic. really good. And how many? Is it like just one or two? Well, and then you're already usually it's about, you don't have I, go through, I go through a glass of rosé, but usually that's accompanied by a bottle, a big bottle right. of San Pellegrino. Right. Yeah. I see. And literally three glasses of ice by the end of the night. Right. John Hegenbotham, you know, yes. he, he refers to it as a rose setup, a rose setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know Mark prior to having worked with him? Did you have like a friendship before you ever worked together? Um, for a minute. You know, we met through Anna Winter. You know, she tried to set us up on a date. We, oh, she had like wow. this dinner and she's like, oh, Mark, you should meet Isaac. You should, you should do costumes for you, right? <laughs> And, um, and Mark said, oh, I only work with artists. That's what Mark said. <gasps> oh, at a full oh dinner, at a full dinner with like Manolo Blahnik and, you know, all wow. these people were at this dinner. Wow. And Mark was like, oh, I only work with artists. And I said, well, actually, I only work with skinny dancers. <gasps> work. I said that. Oh, my God. Work. Yeah, which was stupid. But at the time, I was like, just have to get you something. You had to say, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so then we went on a date. And it was kind of like not such a good date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, and then we just became like very good friends. And then he asked me to do these costumes for him and Misha for um, this this beautiful Gershwin solo three preludes. Have you seen it with gloves? Right. It has these right. light gloves. Right. It's kind of like Mickey Mouse meets like creature. <laughs> it's very good, very very good. And that was the first piece you did. That was the first piece. And I remember standing on the phone in my kitchen, speaking to Myra Kalman, going, I can't believe, I can't believe this is happening. Like, and I knew Mark's something was prior. happening. Yes, I'd seen Mark's and was, it, was it the first yeah. dance thing you designed? No, no, no. The first dance thing I designed, I can't even remember, but the first professional job I got was with Twyla Tharp. She hired me through Richard Avedon. We met through Richard Avedon, and she... She hired me to make this ballet called Brief Fling at ABT, which is really beautiful if you ever mm. get a chance to look at it. Um, I forgot who made the music. Somebody, Michelle Columbier made the music. And it was this beautiful kind of Scottish thing. And I had just done this like hilarious Scottish collection. Oh, I saw it at Juilliard a few years what, ago. What, the dance? The dance. Did you see it with costumes? Yeah. Oh, you did with those K tiny little kilts, kilts that come up to here. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of, you know, chiffon tartan pants <laughs> it's all coming back to me now yeah 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 that's so amazing yes thank you i think it's amazing it was beautiful and like plaid tutus which is i mean a plaid tutu plaid is not tutu. an easy thing to do yeah a tartan i mean i think there are a few very good dance costume designers but I, you're 
the or one of the best ones. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we, well, so are you. I just did a talk at the library for performing arts, and I did before it was about Merce Cunningham. But oh. before we began, I real I made a slideshow of like ten different dance costume designs to show kind of like how powerful a dance costume can be mm-hmm. in terms of like you may not remember the dance at all but like you might remember <laughs> the costume this was literally well, Reed's talk and in those slides and I showed sandpaper ballet oh yeah. you're kidding as one of the examples really? of like you might not know the dance but you certainly know the costume and when Reed was going through this one through some of the images I haven't seen sandpaper ballet mm-hmm. and fantastic. he showed me it's like those a machine. and it's like those a clock. costumes are those Thank gloves you. my oh, god exactly. oh and you know it, to get dancers to wear gloves is not the easiest thing <laughs> really? in the world Why? really were they like you know it was a different thing maybe now the queens are into wearing gloves, uh-huh. you know, but yeah, partnering. They and were afraid they're going to floor slip. shit. Yeah. And I don't know what, uh-huh. but I'm going, excuse me, dancers in gloves. It's really classic. Hello. It like, is. There's nothing I like gorgeous. I called this woman named Anna Fink, who was the last wardrobe supervisor when Merce was dying. Mm-hmm. And for one of his last pieces, they used Romeo Gili for the costumes and they had gloves. And she had to sew bits of rubber jar right. openers onto the fingertips of every hand. Precious. precious <laughs> Did you have to do that? Yeah, you no. Or you're like, just get no. out there and figure it out. I had to just tell them to, right, get lives and go out and figure out how to work in gloves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have Mark Morris? And by the way, Mark is not a person who... Who, who who tolerates costumes like he doesn't he if he had his way everybody would be naked or in togas you know <laughs> right which I like too I mean that's who I am too I like like Isadora Duncan I like a Grecian urn flesh flesh right. and maybe some fabric that does something right well, I thought that toga you did for David Halberg solo was oh terrific. god I love him and I love that's a great costume I'm and serious even piece. I love that costume yeah exactly yeah. And I, those costumes did you see the rest of them because there yeah. were a few of them I saw the, the trio so good yeah. right yeah <laughs> I was like I am so good no well, I'm not I just, <laughs> no, no, I'm not I just really at the end I really liked that oh, those costumes so good. you are discerning Aaron, you are discerning. You, you're. I what is your relation? How is a Virgo ascendant? Again, yes, discerning. Yes, but also your Sagittarius also moon. You're going to be hard yeah. on yourself and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and how is the collaboration with Mark Ben? Amazing. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I never, I've never had a bad collaboration with him. You know, never because, for one thing, I think he really respects people that he chooses to collaborate with. Right. right? But the other thing is that he is the master of the thing at that point right. because he's right. making up the show. So you can't go, oh, but I think, you know, if he says, I don't like that, you just say, okay, here's another th- thought, you know. Right. Mm. There was this one ballet that we did for ABT about four years ago that was, I thought, really beautiful. The jumpsuits. Yeah. And I forgot the music. It was something like sort of turn of the 19th century, something mm. like late... 19th century, a middle 19th century that we spoke the end of. It wasn't Schubert. It was something so remarkably smart. I forgot what it was. Anyway, it'll come to me by the end of the show. The show, but <laughs> but uh, but but uh, but anyway. So it was it was a problem because he kept saying I don't like this and I don't like that about dancers. Like right now, I can't look at this part and I can't look at that part. Mm. So it has to be this and it has to be that. And of course, like all I could hear in this music was like military like dressage. I was thinking right. about horses. Right. Right. So the first sketch I did was like horse costumes, which was hilarious. Oh my god! I was like, oh, what about horse costumes? And he was like. Isaac, you just you just showed me horse costumes. I was like, well, I know, but and he was like, yeah, well, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's what is not a, do horse. Can costumes. you tell us what is a horse costume? Oh, it was. I probably have the sketch. But it was like it was like a girl in like a sort of a white unitard or a cream colored with like big sort of 
splotches, like splotches, and then a tail. Oh, like actually <laughs> point shoes, my like horses. Yeah, exactly. Which would be very Zizi Jean Mer, right? Yes. It would be so good. My God. In some way, it would be very good. With the music, it would have been insanely good. It was like this military sort of marchy kind of music. What would you have made the horse tails out of? I don't know. I would have figured hair, something out. Probably, knowing me. Exactly. <laughs> Ricky's wigs. Or like, or human hair. I would have gone yeah. to like, you know, human hair places and gotten Amazing. wigs and just cut them up. Yeah. I mean. Well, I thought the jumpsuits worked out really well. Thank you. Yeah. I thought so too. Yeah, exactly. I remember turned, seeing them backstage and being like, I'm concerned about these colors. And then I saw them on stage and I was like, oh, that's why Isaac's a genius. Because of the way they, they work with the light and yeah. because of the way they kind of like, you know, um, give you dancers' bodies in a different way than you would necessarily see them in white tights, you know? Yeah. So it's something he was trying to go away from. Horse trying to go away from that whole idea of, of those bodies in white tights he at that time. He didn't want to see knees. He didn't want to see those legs at that point because yeah. they were just too thin and... You know, it's not his idea of legs. I don't. I, I have that very same vision of legs. As a matter of fact, this morning I saw this clip of, I think it was someone. It was that Kurt Froman. Do you follow Kurt Froman? Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Because we the love Apollo that. thing. Yeah. That Apollo thing with Jacques D'Amboise, those and legs, Melissa right? Hayden. And I Melissa mean. Hayden. And what about those legs? I okay, know. Melissa Hayden. <laughs> I really wish everyone could see and the, feet, the two of your the faces feet at this moment. and the legs on Melissa Hayden. I mean, are you kidding? I know. And also he had black tights. Did you notice? That was that how was they used to do thing. it. And I think they were wearing gold for that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And of course the set is the same, but black tights, I thought, oh my God, I can't even look. It was at perverted. New York City Ballet, they have this like huge poster board, which is a montage of all the various costumings of Apollo over mm-hmm. the years. And at one point... The man was in, it was like Andre Glevsky in bare legs and a golden tunic that didn't yeah. show anything. Right. And right. it was the best. So it was like lame mm-hmm. Grecian tunic. It was so good. I mean, how then? Anyways, but Apollo. Those are legs anyway. There you those yeah. are legs. And you and Mark share that. You and Mark share you know, that idea. Because we're roughly the same generation and the same age. Right. You know, well, yeah. and also something classic. There's also something classical. Yeah. And yes, as well. Yes, exactly. That it's like that and your strong. entry point into it and was strong. also that time. You know, like right. to me, those women like Melissa Heidi and, and um, Hayden. And Hayden. Yeah. And, um, and, and those women look strong to me. Wait, could I show yeah. you something? And yeah. Did you see the I Kurt Froman um, when Heather Watts was doing rubies? Oh, yeah. It really... wild. That one. Oh, what is that? <laughs> that came what is in the it? mail. It's, it's a letter from Allegra Kent, and the handwriting is exactly as you'd imagine it. Yes. She sent me that, and did I literally just... don't know what to do with it. Because... Did you open it? Of course I opened can it. Can I open it? Yes, I think you can. Just don't read it, but... Here's the thing, though. You'll love it because not only is she the greatest genius who ever lived... And by the way, recycled envelopes, so... <gasps> Right. <laughs> I love the but outside the art. Wait a minute. Wow. Everything recycled. Full moon on the 22nd. That wow. was her thing. That was her thing. She came to a cocktail that I had for, you know, this this ballet society. And then she just wrote me a thank you note. And That's thank so you note. nice. And when I saw this, I was like, well, now I can die. Because she is like Frame the it. god, right? She yeah. is the god. And by yeah. the way, speaking of Kurt Froman, have you seen those clips of her? Yes. 
recently? I mean, well, I yeah, I follow his Instagram. Okay, me it's too. really, it's sorry. Really I mean, it's, it's really. His Instagram has things where you're like, how is this even possible? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did you get it? it? How are you yeah. Who allows that? It's well, fine. Whoever it's allows incredible. it. We'll Just keep it. allowing it. Please may mm-hmm. it keep happening because we're really <laughs> Isaac, into when, it. When you were going to LaGuardia, did you, yeah. ta- did you have to take dance classes yes. as an actor? Yes. I took dance every day. And what kind? We took ballet, we took modern, and yoga. And was uh-huh. modern Graham? I guess so. Was it I mean, like, it's hard to say, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, we Resist had one teacher who taught us all three. Did you look Charles forward to these classes or dread them? I dreaded them. I Why? Them. <laughs> because I was big and I had to put tights on. And oh, I you had to wear tights. tights. On. Yeah, it was Did they make you wear a dance belt? They made us wear dance yeah. belts, of uh-huh. course. The whole uh-huh. thing. But yeah. I mean, if, and, 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 and by the way, I was an actor and like, and, and, um, and there were dancers who just right. were in the dance department all day. Right. And they right. looked amazing in their right. tights and dance right. pants, you know, so right. it was like, oh, <laughs> right. shit. And then I have yeah. to, like, sit in this room, the, the men's room, and put on this, oh, so horrible, like, yeah. next to those beauties, you know. Yeah. So you were in the movie Fame. Yes, I was. And when you saw the movie Fame, were yeah. you like, that's kind of right? Well, of course you realize that we were in the movie Fame the year as we graduated that summer, they filmed it, right? And so mm-hmm. the following year, they had the screening at the Ziegfeld Theater, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, this <laughs> is all in my memoir, I'll have you know. But the point is that, um, that you know, at the Ziegfeld, we kind of came together, all of us who had disbanded the year before, right? We were, mm-hmm. went on to our lives and then we met again. And we all kind of sat together smoking because everybody could smoke in movie theaters in those oh, days, that's which is so, so sad. Heaven. I know. That's that's so heaven. So Don't you miss it? I miss it. Truly, yeah. miss my it. biggest nightmare. Me I too. I know. <laughs> what, smoking in a movie theater. Yeah. I know. Me too. Now, but it's those days, it was now. everything. I think I'm, I wish I could. We could still smoke on planes, Jack. But, but you know, I know. Oh, yeah. I, me too. I don't right. know. I'd rather. It's yes, I'd rather right. smoke than, yeah. than breathe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Deeply relate anymore. But anyway, so the point is, we all met there, and we were like, "Oh, really? That's what." they think our school was like right. sort of ha 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 right right but barfing but into your sleeve like, exactly but 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 then of course years later i go like oh my god that movie but being that age looking at it going yeah no sorry 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 so I you mean, didn't uh, have like a sentimental feeling when i mean we you... did but we were too brave to kind of show yeah. the sentimental yeah, feeling. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. until York. now exactly. were most of the actors in the film from the school um, well, all of the kids in the extra scenes with me, right? And all the day player kids were mm-hmm. kids. But they cast, like, you know, 20-year-olds to play 14-year-olds, oh, right? right, right? Like Irene <laughs> Caro was 20 years old. Yeah. And those actors were 20. And one or two of the kids from our class actually got cast as characters, like Anthony Ray, Anthony Ray, Anthony Ray something, mm-hmm. who was a great dancer. And this girl called, I forgot her name, but she was a redhead and she had a, like a cameo role in the movie. Right. And she was in our class. Something Dern. Laura No, it wasn't Dern. Laura Dern. Dern. <laughs> <laughs> maybe her name is Laura something. Hi. Laura something. Dern. Dern. Something Dern. Um, did you, when you, and when you, did you think that it was, that fame was then going to lead into a film career and that you were going to be yes, a film actor? Yes, I thought I was going to be, I thought, when I went into performing arts, I thought I was going into show business. Like right, that right, was right. it. And then at some point, mid way I got very scared because it was literally you know this kind of shiksa god and goddess factory and everybody right. was so handsome and so thin and right. so blonde and little noses and I thought right. they're going to get cast <laughs> way before me I'm never going to get cast because right. I was big I was a big kid 
even after I lost so much weight, I, I, I just couldn't see myself as being a viable kind of commodity in a theater or a movie house. Right? When were you at your thinnest? Um, well, I was actually at my thinnest in like, I would say it would be like 2002 or something like, like that, 40. or 2001. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had like a... No, it was a little earlier then because it wasn't in 40 yet. It was like, hmm, um, I, I had like a kind of a... I should show you a picture of myself. It was really scary. You, were, you had like, a meltdown. Yeah, I had a full-on, like, a full way... Meltdown. Like, almost like an eating disorder. Uh-huh. Were you yeah. in the thick and of And people were like, panic. oh my God, congratulations. And you were like... Finally <laughs> have an eating disorder. And you were shaking and smoking. <laughs> I walked and you were I, shaking and smoking and having a coffee. I was doing costumes for City Ballet with Twyla Tharp, and I walked into this fitting. I was like, oh my God, I'm a 28, you know? Where? I just came from thinking, I'm 28, and Twyla was like, good for you, you right, know? Right, right. And, and, and and, and, you know, Wendy Whalen was like, yay, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, not supposed to be a 28. I was right. never supposed to be a 28. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. my bones are not supposed to be. And I was right. so skinny and I was like so happy. Isn't it? It is amazing. <laughs> Anxiety and depression can just shred. <laughs> of course. Shred the weight Goodbye. right off of and you. And also, by the way, nothing matters when you're thin. You're like, excuse me, I am thin. Like, you know, no one right. is going to tell me that I'm not thin. <laughs> like, no one in class is going to go, you are so fat. Right. Which, by the way, they don't anymore. They don't no. do that It's anymore. frowned upon. Yeah. It's yeah, frowned yeah, upon, yeah. which is a really good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Fully, we fully agree. Wait, so from the, when you were like, I'm not, this isn't going to happen. I'm, I'm, this acting path isn't going to happen. Yeah. How, when did that turn for you? Well, I always made clothes and I always sewed. And I, I started by making puppets. That's what I started doing when I was like a tiny kid. Are you friends with Basil Twist? I know him, but okay, I'm not okay. friends with him. Yeah. The only person I, I know too love. I was just like, picks the only person <laughs> exactly. out of my mind who I, I can love think him. of me too. But no, but the point is that I started doing that. That's how I actually taught myself how to sew. And then, um, and then from that I started making clothes. And, um, and, and I'm not exactly sure when it turned. You know, I got very scared suddenly of like going into show business. I thought of myself like on the road, uh-huh. you know, in some company being right. scared or something, yeah. right? So Regional. I thought, oh, and also I, my, my priority, I'll tell you this in all seriousness, my priority at that time was to get out of the house. Like I come from this funny kind of community wherein, you know, homosexuality is not allowed. Right. It's a complete, complete there's no even, there's no discussion about it, right? And it was so horrible. And I thought the true thing is I have to get away from this. So what's easier? I think it's probably easier to get a job in fashion, because I'm good at that, than it is to get a job in a company doing a show, which mm. I really what I wanted to do. But so I gave that up in favor of, of, of gaining this kind of autonomy freedom. Yes. And, and I did. And the minute I, uh, the minute I, 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 I got to college, or the minute I started high school, really, I was not in that community. Even though I lived at home, I still was like out all hours of the night. I barely slept at home. And your mother was supportive and... Yes, she was. I mean, she was. And and I'll tell you something. Again, it's in the... This is like the whole... What the book is about. Well, don't give it all away. Okay, I'm also here to sell the book. You're going to get this book and you're going to go see Isaac on tour. Yes, you must go see him on tour. We'll get to the tour and everything. Okay. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, other, you should go to helloisaac.com to get those tour dates. You've just listened to part one of our interview with Isaac Mizrahi, and next week will be part two. Tune in for that. Uh, but again, make sure that you can go and pre-order the book, check out when Isaac might be in a location near you, and get your tickets to see this star who we love. 